Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Catholic Talk Show. We're shooting our 100th episode today. It's going to be a very special episode. Brian, why don't you tell them what we're going to do today? Yeah, you know, this has been a great uh, run of the Catholic Talk Show, and this is our 100th episode. And we wanted to have our most important guest on, and that is you, the fans. So, so many of you sent videos in, questions, comments, and feedback, and we're going to go through those today. And I am so excited to listen to these videos and to get to know some of our fan base and the people who are following the show. Know that we so appreciate you and the community that we've been developing around our Catholic faith is absolutely beautiful. So we want to thank you for participating and let's get started. I mean, this is this is going to be fun. I've I've seen a couple of the videos, not all of them. I, I was really grateful to see that so many people participated, and you know, I'm grateful for you guys because uh, this show has really helped me a lot in my faith and just hanging out with you guys and going through show notes and learning this and perfecting the way that we deliver a show and hearing back from so many people that our craziness, our faith, and how we share it has helped them. Um, this is really a labor of love. And I think it is for, I think I can speak for all of you when I say that. So I'm really excited about getting that love from, you know, what our, our audience and, and just hearing more about that, because that's just a beautiful part of what we do. Yeah, this has been yeah. a, a lot of fun. I mean, 99 episodes, you know, we've been from Hollywood to Houston to now we're moving to Florida through the middle of a pandemic from our homes. We've had so many great guests, so many cool topics, so many great interactions with, uh, with the people who support us and listen to us. Uh, huge shout out to our Patreon family. We couldn't do this show without you. A hundred people on a pilgrimage, you know? A hundred people on a pilgrimage. Yeah, you know? unfortunately, we couldn't do that pilgrimage to yeah. Poland in the footsteps of St. John Paul II. But yeah. God willing, who knows? We may be able to do that in the future. Um, yeah. But truly, a hundred episodes. Th this is incredible to me that we've done a hundred episodes, and like you, yeah. Shiel. I mean, what amazing guests we've had on the show. Oh yeah, what amazing sponsors and people who have supported us every step of the way. Our Patreons, as well as everybody on our social media channels. I was blown away a couple of weeks ago how charitable people were, even though they were having conversation about contentious issues. Like it was, it was beautiful. Like I've been inspired by our community. And I've been inspired by you guys too. You helped me live out my vocation to the priesthood all the more passionately. And I can't thank you for renewing me in my priesthood every time I spend time with you, whether it's remotely or in person. I wish this was in person. I wish we can actually have a live audience on set. Maybe we could do that for the 200th episode yeah. or 150th or something like that. But no, truly, this is exciting. I'm looking forward to hearing these videos. I haven't heard one. So I'm, I'm kind of stoked wow. and I have a feeling there's going to be some questions too. I hope they're not too difficult. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I've heard some there and there's some really great videos in here. Again, I want to yeah. thank everybody who took the time to submit these videos. If by any chance you submitted a video and we didn't get to it or, or missed it, our apologies. We tried to get as many as we possibly could in uh, before the deadline. Um, but really thank you everyone for sending these videos in and, and thank you for supporting us 
watching us, uh, commenting. Um, you're part of the family, and this is the reason that we do it. And I really think we have the best, you know, audience in the world. Uh, they're faithful, they're fun, they're energetic. You know, they're not out there fighting Twitter wars like other audiences. They're not passive like other audiences. I mean, they are, you know, you guys are awesome. And really, this episode's for you, about you, because we could not do this show without you and your support. And we just want to thank you. So let's uh, yeah. let's get in some of these videos, guys. Let's see what our, you know, what, these, uh, awesome. what our fans have to say. All right. So Danny W. Let's hear what Danny W. has to say. We didn't get a last name on you, Danny. <laughs> Hey, Catholic Talk Show, congratulations on 100 videos. I'm a longtime fan, and you guys have been so transformative in my life and in my Catholic faith, and I can't thank you enough. Uh, I can't wait for 200 videos and to see what you guys do there. A question for you guys, though, is if you could live in any time period in the Catholic Church, when is it, where is it, and why? Again, congratulations on 100 videos. Uh, I hope one day to meet all of you guys, Father Rich, you're almost on Father Mike Schmidt's level, okay? <laughs> and I hope one day to have a beard as good as one of you, especially you, Father Rich, with your soap opera beard. Oh! <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. God bless. Awesome, Danny. Oh, Danny's throwing it. some shade at you. I, he's I throwing it. some major shade on me, man. Oh, that's great. Danny, I love the video, man. Oh, that's awesome. See, yeah, Danny, you know, you could tell Danny listens, like, uh, you know, he's right yeah, in yeah. with us and kind yeah. of in on the stuff. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. right I, in I, on, I, like, giving me a hard time about my beard and my, you know, Mike Schmidt's coming. <laughs> so what Love time it. period would you live in if you could live in any period That's of a good the church? Question. I'm going to quote Jesus. I'm going to quote Jesus here. Jesus Jones. Yeah. And right here, right now. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a great time for the church. Um, yeah. There's never been more ways to connect with people in the church across the world. I could have conversation with a Filipino Catholic. I can have a conversation with a Catholic from Uruguay. I can have a conversation with a Catholic from France. Um, the church is holds people together and the church is universal and there's never been more of an opportunity for us to be together. Now, has there been times when the, the orthodoxy of the church in general or the faith has been more? Probably. But has there ever been a time where more witness in the world? Probably not with all the martyrs of the last 20 years in the Middle East and the people who stand up for the faith and use technology and use modern means to really spread the faith. It's a great time to be a Catholic, maybe as great as ever, besides maybe that first day on Pentecost. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. What about now you guys? I'm surprised that you don't want to be, uh, you know, hanging out with the Theophylacti. You know, that that's yeah. where I was thinking you were going to take this. Well, that, uh, that'd be a hang good hang out with that crew. That'd be a good party. <laughs> if I had to go historical, I would probably say pre uh, pre Reformation English Catholicism has always been my favorite. The yes, the the the, the folksiness of it, the 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 myriad de uh, devotions, the music, the kind of uh gray halos of pre-reformation english catholicism is just always fascinating what about you guys delacross you can go for it man uh yeah i've always been fascinated with the time uh when when the church discovered aristotle's work i love philosophy like it was really just something in the seminary that just opened my eyes like in an amazing way and aristotle and his contribution to our church, like, I never even knew this, right? Like, if somebody would have told me going into the seminary, yeah, Aristotle's big contribution to the Catholic Church, I'd be like, what? Well, it's his works and Thomas Aquinas and the people who unpacked it 
and then use some of his philosophy to influence the 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 real tangible uh, theology that we have. And uh, I would have just loved to have been around for that, just being in classes, unpacking the, these works, and uh, and just you know being there with the church and saying we we've got this is a gold mine here. You know, I don't I'm not sure how many books they found, but it was a pretty substantial amount. That's awesome. A big shout out to St. Thomas Aquinas and Ave Maria University, one of our sponsors. I learned a ton of St. Thomas Aquinas. And in all of my philosophy classes, I share those same sentiments. And it would be cool to be, you know, in the same type of setting as as St. Thomas Aquinas. Um, I have to say, I have to share the sentiments with Ryan Scheel on this. I think for me personally, we are outfitted and, and I'm outfitted for today's church. And we are uniquely prepared for today's church. And God has us here for a very particular purpose and mission. And just this past weekend, we heard from St. Paul. And St. Paul was saying how he glories in the ministry that God has given him, his ministry to the Gentiles. And God is offering us a ministry and a mission. And I could already tell, Danny, that you live out your mission in, in the context of your environment very boldly and outwardly. And it's, and it's really cool to, to hear, your, hear your take on your Catholic faith and how much you've embraced it. Um, you know, for, for me, that would be uh, the feeling initially. But if I were to choose to go back in time, I think I would want to be studying with JP2 in the underground seminary when he had to be formed Ooh. in secret. Um, and I would love to just kind of be a, a fellow classmate with him and, and develop a good fr- friendship and, yeah. and a good prayer fraternal, uh, you know, community yeah. with him that I would absolutely love. So that would, that yeah. was the, the thing that came to my mind. All right. Yeah. Let's go on cool. to the next video here. Nice here. video. Yeah. All right. Matt, Matt Meyer. Meyer. All right, Matt. Hi. Oh, Matt Meyer here. Uh, just wondering if you could provide any insight into John chapter 20, verse 17, where Jesus asks Mary Magdalene not to hold on to him after he rises from the dead. Uh, always troubled me and looking forward to your insight. Thank you. Ooh, that's a good question. Um, so there's kind of two schools of thought on that. And this goes all the way back to Augustine and the early church fathers. And there's kind of always a divergence on why our Lord said that. Uh, And the two schools of thought is first, it's an admonition to Mary Magdalene not to um, hold on to his resurrected body because he still had to ascend to the Father. And that by preparing her for that separation that would happen after the the, um, um, assumption, I'm sorry, the assumption, uh, after he was um, went to heaven, ascension. Well, the ascension. I'm sorry, assumption was yesterday. It's on my mind. So after yeah, the ascension, he, um, you know, is kind of saying, "Don't get used to me being here physically. Don't be used to the flesh. Get used to um, the church as it will go out through the apostolic age with the Holy Spirit." Now, the second school yeah. of thought was, "Well, don't cling to me." So the 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 sense of the Greek translation is cling now they say don't touch me don't hold me or don't cling to me but it's like why are you holding on to me why are you you know grabbing on to me run back and tell the apostles you know hey cool we're here now go back and tell the apostles because she was kind of that first herald of the resurrection so those are the two schools of thought and this is a question that's always kind of 
Um, there's never really been a consensus well, on it because it's a very it, mysterious uh, thing he said there. Yeah, and, and both of them have validity too. It's just that, you know, you, you don't know exactly what was being said, you know, what was yeah, being so, meant by that. And, and those and are the kind of and that's where that's where the fathers are speaking from because the fathers just like us are looking at this scriptural account of when you know Mary Magdalene is clinging to Jesus and it's something that I've related in my own in my own prayer life and, and integrated it into you know how I cling to people that I depend on um you know especially when I'm in an emotional turmoil or, or difficulty or something yeah, you're, you're a stage five clinger i am i like well stage it's like you know i get i get to the point where it's like you know who do who do i turn to who do i you know and and it's like i turn to you know priest friends that that i really care about i've, I've mentioned on the show before father tetlow or father peter ken otico and and it's like this is what i'm going through and and it's like frantic you know and and it, it, we we can never cling. We can never cling to to people based on on that type of uh, you know sense. And and I I find that Jesus saying "Do not cling to me" is this kind of anticipation of how He is going to send the Holy Spirit, so that the Spirit and the very commissioning of our ministry is rooted in the fact that the Spirit is animating us in such a way that we can be ultimately free. And have the power to overcome whatever it is that we we may we may encounter, and you know that that's kind of something that comes to mind as it relates to relates to Mary Magdalene clinging. Um, it's it's always kind of that sense of the commission that comes afterwards that stands out to me is that Jesus immediately commissions her, like go go right. announce go. So it announce, could be kind of testimony. both. That it means kind of both of them. And that's maybe why, you know, the church fathers diverge because it, it has both meanings. It has the meaning don't hold on to me because you need to go announce, but also don't hold on to me because my the work of salvation before the ascension is not completed. I've not yet ascended to the Father. So it can have both meanings. And spiritual or scripture has that. It has the multi-sense of yep, yep. historical and spiritual and, and philosophical and theological. Uh, so it could mean it could probably both mean both of those things and and think about this like you the son of god the messiah rises from the dead you know just anybody rising from the dead like would you not like absolutely like i'm blown away i want to stand right by i do not ever want to leave your side you and know they had a very special relationship too Absol you know? absolutely I, I always thought about mary when mary saw jesus for the first time as resurrected body they don't they don't have that account in the bible but it happened and yeah. i always wonder i always i would have loved to have seen that embrace man i remember yeah, I mean, you sharing deeply of your prayer experience when that when that hit you very powerful cross in the light yeah well, it, was a, it, was a, it was a play it was called the cross that's the right light. that's right and I never even imagined or even meditated on this and and when it when they drew it out so beautifully it just crushed my just hand, handkerchief everywhere <laughs> yeah we did a, we did a whole episode on the, what happened for the 40 days after the resurrection um if that was in there yeah now if you're watching make sure you subscribe click below subscribe that way you get notified of all of our videos but when you subscribe you'll be able to see all of our videos very easily and we did a whole episode on what happened for the 40 days after the resurrection uh, go check that out all right pretty let's cool. get to the yeah, next video cool. here next, next uh, video yeah
Hector Trevino. Hector Trevino. What's up, my man, Hector? Hector from Highland, Indiana, saying congratulations to Father Rich and Ryan and Ryan. Man, there's some crazy stuff out there on YouTube. A couple of months ago, I was watching all this stuff. Didn't know what to believe. My head was spinning with all the crazy stuff out there. And then by chance, I found you guys. And I thought, wow, what a relief. I could finally grab on something I could believe and something that made sense to me. And I'm just so happy that you're reaching 100. And I'm so happy that I'm able to watch you and just enjoy the show. Thank you and God bless you guys. Wow, that's, that's awesome, awesome man. Thank you, Hector. That's beautiful, brother. You know, I, I really appreciate that because we do try to be, oh man, we get accused of being too liberal. We get accused of being too conservative. We get accused of being modernists or tradies. And all we've ever tried to be is just Catholic guys, you know, sharing the faith and sharing our experience. You know, we don't really get into this whole, you know, you're on our team or you're not on our team junk that a lot of people get into it because it, it doesn't help. We're just yeah. Catholics. We're just men. Uh, and we're just trying to faith. just talking about our faith and Hector, you know, if you're able to get something out of that, then we're doing something right. And we really appreciate yeah. you watching. That's wonderful, yeah. man. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's see the next one. He didn't have a question. <laughs> yeah, that's that's all, right, all right. Let's go to that. Yeah. Rafael Perez. All right. Hello, Catholic Talk Show. This is Ralph Perez from Ref21 Films. I have, that's my YouTube channel, if you want to look it up. But um, I want to say, first of all, happy 100th episode to you. Um, I really appreciate what you guys have done in your apostolate to kind of let, let the truths of the faith, of our Catholic faith, be known to people. Um, I love the topics that you cover. And uh, it, it really helps bring a bit of more of a smoother way of, of 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 putting out the truth without compromising it you know what i'm saying like you're not being too soft about it but you're also not being too 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 hard about it like you're 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 in a place where you speak the truth the catholic faith with boldness and with realism and with seriousness but also you do it in a charitable way which i think is um, which is we need more of that we really do need more of that so that would be um that's a lovely thing now i will here's a i want to recommend a show for you guys a topic for you guys to cover i would love for you guys to talk about the controversial but yet famous uh father malachi martin god rest his soul so it would be great to find out um what you guys think about him because i've read a couple of his books and stuff like that i know of his life so I would love to hear what your input is about that. It's very interesting, you know. So, again, happy 100th episode, Catholic Talk Show, and uh, also uh, may you have a 200th episode. Uh, may it come. All right? God bless you guys. Amen. Take care. Thanks, Hector. Cool. And many big blessings to your ministry as well, Hector. God bless you, man, and all of your efforts. we got to check out your, your page, man. Yep. And Hector's got a voice, yeah, man. So. That, he had a, like, when he started talking, I'm like, that guy's got a voice for radio. Too. You can tell. You yeah. can tell. Um, Malachi, Father Malachi Martin, he was, oh boy, maybe the 50s or 60s around there. Um, yeah. He, very interesting. Father Brown? Uh, 
No, no, Father Malachi Martin. Father Brown was uh, G.K. Chesterton. Malachi Martin, I would okay. say, is not unlike, and, and this is in charity, he was maybe kind of the Taylor Marshall of his day, where it was very, um, I spend a lot of time on maybe conjecture or conspiratorial things, and I'm, I'm not saying this to talk smack, but it, it's very similar to that. He was kind of that of his day. Um, but yeah, I think it would be a cool episode, you know, to talk about that. And then maybe also talk about that's that kind of thought process in the modern world um, and how that's impacting the church would be a really good episode that we should cover. So thanks for it's the a great idea. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Hector, yep. thanks so much, man. And uh, looks like you're living a good life out there by the beach. So yeah, yeah, man. Very <laughs> calming to listen to your video. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Hector. All right. Immaculado. 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 Yeah. Immaculado. Hello, everybody. My name is Sima from Spain. And first of all, I would like to say thank you so much for your show and congratulations. Your show is very necessary nowadays that we are in a strong crisis of values. And unfortunately, there is a strong anti-Catholic feeling all over the world. So we really need your show. I can't wait to see it. And if possible, I would like you to dedicate a show to the Sisters of the Cross in Spain. Thank you very much, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you, Immaculata. Immaculata, oh, that Spain. just touched my heart. Wow. From Spain. Yeah. I'm writing down that religious community now. The Sisters, Sisters of the Cross. Sisters yeah. of the Cross. Check them I out. I will definitely be praying for them. Yeah. What a yeah. powerful vocation and charism the sisters consecrated to the cross. I have to look into them. That's Absolutely. beautiful. Yeah, yeah, that was awesome video. I wonder how she got it to where it was like like a circle or something like that. And she, I, I noticed that when she sent it in, she used some kind of web utility. I'll, I'll look at, the, oh, I'll look okay. at the original you video. Kind of just gotcha. It's cool. Gotcha. Though. Cool. That was a great Love video. Spain. Thank and you I so much. All these different countries too. What a beautiful right. country. And, and, you know, I think, I think she's just so attuned to the fact that the world is in such a crisis. And Pope Benedict wrote that beautiful book on the crisis of cultures. Um, beautiful insight. And yeah, we are coming to a very amoral place in the world. And we do need to realize, is that the book, Shu? Oh, that's outstanding. Look at that. Um, From the depths of know, our hearts, Benedict the Sixteenth and Robert Cardinal Seurat. Good book. Check it out. So you know we are in a crisis, and unless we start lifting up our voice, especially those people who love the Catholic faith. I mean, the Catholic faith is so enriching, and when we look at the the commandments of of loving God and loving you know our neighbor and living the moral life, living the virtuous life, striving for virtue. This is something altogether transcendent, but it's still among us. And we need to do our very, very best to get the word out there and live it more boldly and outwardly. Not that we want to present ourselves as being perfect. Nobody is perfect. But the striving for the ideal of living out a moral of life for the greater cause and the glory of God and to build up the kingdom on earth, like that's what it's about. It's a kingdom of love. It's a kingdom of compassion and solidarity. And Communion. we need to form that solidarity and union today. And this is one way that we try to do it with this show. And it's so wonderful to go through these videos and, and feel that and now really kind of see some faces and hear voices 
uh, instead yeah. of just reading the feed. This is really neat. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little bit cool. about the Sisters of the Cross. Um, they were founded by uh, St. Angela of the Cross. She was canonized by JP2 in uh, 2003. Uh, they were dedicated to helping the abandoned poor and for the ill who had no one to care for them. So it was very much like if you would imagine maybe what the, the charism of Mother Teresa and the Sisters of Charity were, that is the uh, Sisters of the Company of the Cross in Spain, and that is St. Angela of the Cross. So Beautiful. a little bit more, but we can Beautiful. check out some more about them. Gorgeous. Thank you for yeah. that, Sheila. Thank you. All right. Yeah. All right, let's go to the next one. Cynthia. La Cabelli. Hi, Cabelli. Hello there, Catholic Talk Show. Father Rich, Ryan, Ryan. My name is Cynthia Icabelli, and I am from Brownstown, Michigan. Oh. Thank you so much for inviting me to send a video for the 100th episode of the Catholic Talk Show. I love the show. You have helped me with my faith journey. And even though right now I may be having a struggle with my faith, mm. I thank you very much for your content and your words. Mm. Have a great time on your 100th episode oh we're having a great time with you it's true awesome and no matter where you are right now in your journey of faith know that we will include that in our prayer intentions and i think it's there's a nice little connection to what we just heard in the sisters of the cross and their charism to realize that in the cross is every consolation so our faith rooted in the cross and the person of Jesus Christ is what stabilizes us. Sometimes when our eyes fix on the other actions or inactions of human beings within the church, whether they're priests, bishops, or people's limitations that, uh, you know, that run or administer the church, sometimes we can lose focus. Um, and not knowing exactly where you are in your faith journey, but right. knowing from the heart of Christ, the fount of mercy when his heart was pierced for love of us, for our salvation, you know, there is the fount of faith and something that's, um, you know, always very relevant to the catechism and, and how the church teaches this. Faith is a gift and it comes from God and we must petition God for it. Um, and I find that it's in moments of great difficulty and struggle um, in the world or in our own personal lives um, th that's when God purely outpours his gifts. So, so we can never tire lifting up our voices to God and asking for especially those sacred theological virtues of faith, hope, and love. And we join in prayer along with all of our followers, my brothers and sisters, those who are following the show, who are listening right now, say a little prayer. We've got to pray for each other. We've got to support each other so that we can abound in faith and walk in faith. Very nicely said. Thank Beautiful. you. Yeah. And Cynthia, look, yeah. a lot of times people feel guilt or shame that, you know, they struggle with their faith. Um, and I think that's a natural reaction to having those kind of doubts, questions, or, or hardships. But, you know, faith's a hard thing. You know, <laughs> uh, our Lord said you got to pick up your cross and follow after him. And sometimes, sometimes it feels like you don't know why you're even carrying that cross. That's hard. But that's, that's the life yeah, of a right. Christian is no matter what, keep, you know, carrying that cross up to Calvary with Jesus and don't, don't feel ashamed, um, you know, stick to it. Um, even if yeah. sometimes it's hard, you know, it comes back around everybody, you know, faith can be cyclical in the person's life. It can ebb and flow with the things that they're experiencing in their, their day-to-day -day life. And that can impact it. It could be spiritual dryness. It could be a darkness of the soul, which is a great book to check out. Um, St. Mm -hmm. uh, John the Cross of Carmelite, excellent book, dark night of the soul. But 
you know, stick to it. And even if you're struggling with your faith, know that, you know, God's with you and our Lord is comforting you, you know, whether you can feel it at all times or not. So. Yeah, there's, there's definitely seasons of the soul and sometimes God allows you to be pushed away from him so that he can bring you back and draw you back even stronger. So this is a very beautiful journey that you're on. You know, it's a very beautiful thing that, the separation, even though you have anxiety for it, it's a beautiful thing. You you stay and you persevere through that. God comes back stronger. He unites himself more wholly to you. And then gives you a vision for your vocation, the meaning of your life, and who you are in the, in the very day that you're living. You know? yeah. Check this book out. It's uh, Seasons of the Soul by Conchita Cabrera, uh, Concepcion Cabrera de Armida. It's an amazing book, and it really talks about that cyclical nature of – of, of, of faith and a, of a spirituality. So check that out. Oh, yeah. uh, She's canonized, book. I believe. Beatified. Yeah. Beatified. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's Beatified. awaiting her Whatever. canonization, but she is definitely a saint, and we can attest to that. We've prayed at her tomb. Definitely wow. a powerful place of prayer. And she, she really speaks prolifically on the seasons of the soul, so we highly recommend that. That's a big, big resource. Maybe, maybe like, we ask, ask for her intercession for... That's a great idea. That is a very, very good idea. And and the other thing, you know, is is just to emphasize, reemphasize what uh, what Shield was mentioning as well as Delacross. Don't be surprised if if what is born out of this current state in your life is a greater, more reinforced faith, because that is the labor pains. And when we are born into this way of life by way of our baptism, when we stay close to the cross. We, that we are cruzadas. We are, we are those who bear the cross. It's right there in our baptism. We're signed with the cross on our forehead by every priest, by our parents and our godparents. So, you know, that's a, that's a part of it. And, you know, we do meet points where it's like, man, I'm losing my faith. But then what's born out of it because of our perseverance is an even greater, stronger faith that we, we never knew we would have, you know, the capacity for. So we're praying for that. And we thank you so much for connecting with us and persevering on your journey with us in the Catholic talk show. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Thank you again, Cynthia. Uh, Jim, Jim Barrett. Hey, Ryan, Ryan, Father Rich, Jim here. Uh, the Catholic talk show has hit home with me in a way that other videos of the faith could not. Your whole loose style, the humor, the debates. And uh, as soon as I heard the theme music, and so the bobbleheads and <laughs> some of the topics like vampires, exorcisms, and Black Sabbath, I just got hooked. So uh, congratulations on making it to 100 episodes. I have heard them all and hope to hear many more. Uh, oh, and being Italian, on <laughs> uh, you guys being two-thirds of Italian, please consider an episode dedicated to San Gennaro next month. Oh. Thanks best that's an excellent that's an excellent idea i love that idea don't uh, he's like he's like in the same breath he's like yeah i saw i saw the black sabbath the exorcism (laughs) and he's like and you guys have helped me so much i'm going oh that didn't sound very good if you didn't have the context for that (laughs) that's true yeah like what Black yeah. Sabbath vampires. You guys have helped me so much with vampires and exorcism and Black Sabbath. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, <laughs> well, well, you know, but they're fun. That's episodes. awesome, dude. Oh, that's so good. Well, that Jim, that was so really good. cool. And uh, so yeah. for people who don't know San Gennaro, uh, St. Januarius, 
He's uh, the saint uh, that you'll see with the, li the miracle of the liquef liquefaction of his blood. Um, it's, it's a really super interesting miracle. A lot of scientific research has went to it. It's so cool. We definitely got to do an episode on that, guys. That would be mm -hmm. awesome. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah, we've touched on it in a previous episode, but we didn't really yeah. go into depth. And we, we yeah. should definitely go into depth and share how he is celebrated all throughout the world, especially by, you know, Italians, but even more so. I mean, that, that devotion has touched a lot, a lot of people and a lot of cool. cultures and ethnicities. Yeah, so, the, so, so the four episodes right there, there is um, one of the episodes is called The Unlikely Source of the First Christian Rock Song. That's about Black Sabbath. We did an episode yep. called The Catholic That's Church versus content. Vampires. Um, <laughs> and then we also did an episode. We did two episodes, uh, one with Charles Franny on exorcism, and another one on um, the spirituality of exorcism in the Catholic Church. Yeah, and okay. then the fifth one, well, the, the last one was talking about those mir miracles. We did uh, five unbelievable and true Catholic miracles. So those are all um, on our page when you subscribe or when you go to catholictalkshow.com, you can see all those back there, you know, some of those back episodes yep. that he's talking about there. Jim, thanks for sending in the uh, message, and that's a great idea for an episode. Amen. That's excellent. Right. Dale. Dale Brown. Dale Brown. man, Dale. Hey, guys. Uh, my name's Dale. I'm from the great state of Maine. So, you know, right now we have so many people around because, well, it's summer. So, um, <laughs> Yeah, I, so just a couple things. Uh, one, I really, really appreciate uh, what you guys do. I mean, you guys talk about the truth and, you know, um, you guys inform people who either don't have enough information on the topic that you guys are talking about or uh, or they just can't necessarily talk about or convey. So, um, yeah, I really appreciate what you guys do in speaking the truth um, and on interesting topics nonetheless. Uh, second of all, so I'm in college, I'm finishing up in December, and I'm possibly looking to go into seminary. So I'm, I've already been in contact with the vocations director and everything. And, um, but I'm just curious what your take is on that. I'm, like I said, I'm discerning priesthood, but I'm also just trying to discern what my vocation is, whether that's marriage or the priesthood or something else. So, um, yeah, I would definitely appreciate any advice that you guys have on that. So, yeah, uh, yeah, awesome. Thanks, guys. Well, Dale, absolutely, good absolutely. news for you, Dale. We have two people who went to vocation: <laughs> one discern marriage, one discern the priesthood. So, what I think you you're going to be what able to want? get both sides. What side do you want? What uh, you want? What do you, what do you guys want for Dale? We got it here. We got it here. We got it. We got it. Hey, you want some marriage? You want some priesthood? We got it. <laughs> <laughs> It's, it's so true. And, and one thing that I want to say to you, Dale, right off the bat is when you go to the seminary, it doesn't mean that you're that you're locked up with a collar. Right. It's it's a place of discernment. And, you know, seminary from the Latin root semen, which means that seeds are going to be planted and nurtured there. So the seminary is a place for you to be nurtured and grow. And it's the process of your growth and the fruits of your growth that will really identify if you're called to be a priest or if you're called to marriage or another state in life. And the seminary is there to support you and help you, your bishop, your vocations director, and then the seminary faculty and staff, your formation advisor, your spiritual director, everybody will help discern along the way and help you come to uncover the fruits that are coming out of your diligent efforts of aura et labora, prayer and work. 
And that's the qualitative distinction of your heart. Your heart will start to employ these efforts and people will start recognizing priestly character because of, of your discipline if you're called to priesthood. Or, you know, if, if more of the sentiments of family and family life and going through your discernment and really realizing that the qualitative movements of your heart is rooted to the exclusivity of love within the context of marriage and family. So I'm very interested to find out what, uh, what Delacross has to, has to say about it too. So Della, oh Della, what's your Yeah, man. I, I, I'm like, uh, I mean, just to reiterate what you're saying a little bit, but I mean, just saying yes to God is just such a liberating experience yeah. when you just like, when you, when I went to the seminary, when I was driving down there, I'm like, I'm giving you my life, man. You're in charge. You tell me what you want for me. Uh, didn't end up obviously becoming a priest, but I will tell you this, he had me there for a reason. I was there for a reason. And, and it changed the course of my life, um, both as formation, spiritually, just the encounters and the friendships that I developed, the understanding of the church and how it worked, uh, my faith, like all of these things like that just completely changed the trajectory of my life. And it was because I just said yes to God. I knew that he wanted me there in discernment. And, and that's what you're doing. You're discerning the priesthood. You are not becoming a priest. You are discerning the priesthood. And if God does not want you to be a priest, you will not regret the decision to go in that seminary. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's a healthy thing that Dale said that he didn't say, I'm discerning just the priesthood, but he said, I'm discerning my vocation. And, you know, should I discern the, yeah. um, you know, the yeah. married life or, or the priesthood? And that's a healthy thing that it's not like, you're going to seminary and you're expecting a collar and a flash of lightning mm -hmm. like you're on the road to Damascus. You know, it's a healthy process of discernment mm -hmm. guided by the wisdom of the church and people who know how to guide you. So uh, we'll be praying for yeah. you in your discernment. And, yeah, definitely. And in yeah. all honesty, I mean, I've, I've met guys who came into the seminary with, uh, you know, cassocks and berettas and, and writers and croziers, you know what I mean? Like, and they had it in their closets and they were in the seminary. None of those guys, it, it never works out. You're coming, from, you're coming at it from a perfect pr perspective and premise. You know, come at it humbly before God, prayerfully, and, and just walk step by step. Procedamos in pace, my friend. Proceed in peace and uh, know that we're praying to support your vocation as well. Thank you for supporting the show. By the way, your Latin has gotten better over these 100 episodes, too. I'm sure has. Well, I'm definitely not getting it from Ryan Shield, that's for sure. No. <laughs> I almost, I almost just exhausted right. my full knowledge of Latin swear words on you. <laughs> your restraint has been impressive as of recent. And I've gotten much better, too. As your Latin improves, so does my um, <laughs> your demeanor. Your charity and restraint. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's go I to the next you, one. Shield. I love you. Howdy, Jesus. Jack, Jack Tooman. Jack Tooman. Hey, guys. How's it going? I'm Jack. Um, I was wondering if you can have Cameron O'Hearn on the show talk about his encounter with Jesus on his retreat and just kind of like go into that um, and how, what it was like. Um, and guys, I absolutely love the show. Keep it up. Well, Jack, Big shout thank out, you. out to Norman Rockwell, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. You see that above him? Yeah. 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 My grandfather exactly. had that piece. Uh, we actually did have Cameron O'Hearn on the show about two, three weeks ago. Uh, the episode is called, uh, is Latin Mass superior to the Novus Order? Something along those lines. Um, Get out of here! That was the one. I, that was that the was one, one you missed. missed. Yeah, 
Yeah, we replaced Delacrosse with Cameron O'Hearn, and he didn't really get deeply into that experience that he had on on that um, uh, on that discernment uh, trip that he took. But he did talk about that a little bit and how he found the Latin Mass to be much more edifying in his life. Um, really, that was a really great episode. We had Cameron O'Hearn um, from Mass of the Ages. We also had John Heinen from The Catholic Gentleman on. Um, you know, it took two people to replace Ryan Delacrosse and all of his magnanimity. But I got my job back. I got my <laughs> yeah, you job did. back. You did. You did. You came back strong, too, and rested. That's it. Yeah. So, yeah, check that episode out for, to, for more from yeah. Cameron. I, I personally, you know, we, we have personal favorite shows that, that we've, you know, we've done and, and ones where we scratch our heads and we're like, why didn't that get any better traction? Like that was really yeah, shocking. Like right. the aliens one. I loved, I loved the aliens uh, episode, but you know, like that was one of my, my favorite episodes was, uh, was that the one. one? I, like, it was, was a really it? good conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one without Delacrosse. What am I, chop level? Oh, Delacrosse, you know I love you, Come my brother. Come on. So what, Come let's on. see here. The episodes that I thought that would have done better that never did well, and there's probably a bunch of reasons, and maybe we just don't know what's good or not, but I thought the Pope Mobile <laughs> would do better. I thought the episode about sports and Catholicism would do better. That one was um, really shocking. Yeah, yeah, that was shocking. Yeah. Um, few other episodes that, that I episode. thought it was great. It was. Um, it was really yeah, the, episode. the episode about aliens was awesome. I thought that would have done yeah. great, you know? So, but who knows? It might have been released during a week. I can't remember where there's just something big in the news going on or who knows what was yeah. going on. So, yeah. but that's why yeah. check out our past episodes. Go to CatholicTalkShow.com or make sure you subscribe. It only takes a couple seconds. We'll wait. Okay, so you could have been sub subscribed by now. Make sure you do that, please. It helps us out so much. But then you can see all of those past episodes that should have did better but didn't, you know, which we still lament. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to the next one here. Isabella, Isabella Aparicio. Oh, that's a good, that's a great name. Hey, Father Raritan Ryans. I just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for the Catholic Talk Show. It's a fun way to learn about the faith. And you guys don't water the faith down at all. And you don't talk about it with a tone of despair. You talk about it with a tone of joy, which is really rare these days, unfortunately. Now, Father Rich, my inquisition oh, question oh. for you. I want you to consider Han Solo and Princess Leia from Star Wars and then Ben Solo and Ray from Star Wars. If you had to pick which one is the best example of what a good Catholic romantic relationship should look like, which one would you pick? This is a very important question. Choose wisely. Oh Lord, I'm, I'm going to totally disappoint you on this inquisition question. Old school Han Solo. I mean, and it's yeah. really the only, because I haven't watched any of the new ones, and I'm sure that I'm going to get a lot of responses. Um, I mean, I, I just love that relationship. And um, so I don't know. that, that I, That's like the best I could possibly do. <laughs> I think it's really cool that she brought up Star Wars. I love that. You know, like in the Inquisition, that was pretty darn creative and pretty mm -hmm. in, inventive, you know? Well, I've always wanted us oh, to do an episode on Star Wars because there's so much cool stuff like the Jedi being right. based on the Knights Templar and their their costumes being based on, you know, oh, Franciscans yeah. and uh, Carmelites. Um, yeah, there's so many, you know, allegories, biblical allegories throughout the whole thing. We should definitely we should get some yep. real 
uber star wars buff on and do a show about that'd be great that's a that's a cool idea and you know perhaps we could even after the show do like a little watch party as well and and see if people want to watch the movies together and i wouldn't mind i wouldn't mind digging through some of the new movies too um i'm definitely an old school guy empire strikes back love that yeah i'm gonna spout some heresy here some official heresy Uh oh i think the first three movies the original trilogy was good for its time but doesn't quite hold up uh the first the latest three movies were kind of yeah not that great i'm gonna say the prequels were the best trilogy of the star wars canon now i'm yeah, probably gonna get some good. i'm gonna get some hate on that but prequel uh, is that are you talking about because i get so confused and i'm talking down. yeah the, the, the phantom menace the revenge right. of really? Sith. Right. yeah those were good the prequels the, yeah, were good clone wars that was before they rise the it out you know yeah, I'm still an old school guy, man. I just loved, I love that. Yeah, but I, I think you, I think you got to go with Han Solo and um, and Princess Leia as the better example of a couple. I mean, uh, Ray and Kylo Ren. It's it's a little bit creepy, a little abusive, a little bit voyeuristic. <laughs> um, thanks, thanks I for mean, backing me up, Shield man. I, Ray, I needed Ray I straight, needed you know, spoilers, but Ray straight stabs Kylo Ren in the stomach. Go you know. Lord. But then heals him, which is, you know, I don't know, Ray's kind of a, a Mary Sue. So definitely, oh man, definitely uh, yeah, less, Princess Leia and Han. Less drama. Yes. All right. Let's go to the next one. Thanks, Isabella. And thank you, Isabella. Joseph, Joseph Ignatius. Ignatius. Strong name, my brother. This is my third video. I'm trying to make it really fast so you can fit on an email. Okay, Father Pagano, I really love your stories. Love the flowers falling from the sky, fighting demons in prisons, and other stories. Della Cross, I was born on the feast of St. John of the Cross, so my oh. smile inside every time I hear your last name, Ryan Shield. Love the beard. Love your mind. Uh, show is very well balanced. Consecration to St. Joseph. Other consecration, St. Mary Magdalene, St. Dismas. Peace! <laughs> All right. Oh, that's amazing. He's got awesome. good at Joseph. Yeah, very cool things, Joseph. Consecration, you know I'm all about point. that. Yeah, man, hey, you've that, been wanting, yeah. We've been planning an episode on consecration, Delacrosse. You've been wanting to do that, and we haven't found kind of the right yeah. show notes to do it yet. But that's definitely coming, Joseph. Uh, yeah. John of the Cross, awesome saint. We already talked about him. St. Dismas, one of my very personal favorite saints. Um, I'm surprised yeah. when we did the episode on our favorite saints that no one mentioned him. And I regret oh, it that's now. Interesting. And yeah. I've thought about He's, that. I have a huge devotion to him too. We've talked about it before, Shield. Yeah, with, with Dismas. Saint Saint Dismas it's is not on the, the show. The but saint this personally. Saint Dismas is the saint that was next to Jesus. It said he said, "Let me enter your kingdom" or something like that. Right. The repentance. Like, yeah, the repentant yeah. thief. He's the and the first know, and and what I what I always share is too is that first guy the, in heaven. Well, yeah, and scripturally speaking, if we're strictly talking scripture, he is one of the only people that we can say without doubt is with Christ. Right. Right. Yeah. You know, it's Christ it's right himself said it. And, yeah. and it's important to realize that as, as it relates to our repentance, as it relates to crying out to Jesus for pity and, and to realize that our limitations are always before us. And I always reflect on what if Dismas came down from the cross? What, you know, would he return yeah. to a life of dissipation? You know, would he have been transformed? I, you know, th- there's, there's no question that he would have still been a sinner and he's still in need of a savior. He's still in need of Jesus Christ, but that Jesus yeah. in his mercy, by way of his repentance and crying out, 
to have mercy. Yeah. Jesus showed mercy. It's such a beautiful. I think the biggest, the biggest block, the biggest spiritual block, I think, in our culture, society, with just people that I've seen, is that they don't think that they um, are worthy enough to receive God's mercy. Like they, they think about their sins and their transgressions, and they're like, "There's no way that God would heal me from this." This guy, at is lived a life of you know his whole life you know and here he is on the cross and he finally meets jesus you know for the first time and what does jesus do he extends an enormous amount of mercy to him mm-hmm. quantifiably an enormous amount of mercy if he could do that he could do that to anybody mm-hmm. you know and so he's done it to us i mean like look at look oh, at how yeah. our lives have like radically Jeez. changed and you know in our trajectory oh, in life it's you know, it's amazing that jesus is still doing this work with dismas yeah. it's interesting that it, it, in some of the gospel accounts you only hear about the part of him mocking jesus so even on the cross itself dismas had still not yet really had that uh that salvation brought to him um till after but, jesus forgave everybody right you know and even on the cross jesus was still saving people with his you know directly next to him and uh tradition tells us that saint dismas was the saint the 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 thief who asked to go up and that justice was the thief who asked to be taken down and i've always thought that there was such an incredible parallel with justice on one side asking to be taken down from the cross trying to uh, refuse the cross even while he was on it with jesus i mean how many saints would have given anything to have been nailed next to Jesus. I know there are people to this day who would take that pain immediately out of the devotion, but justice asked to be taken down. Dismas asked to be taken up and we know Dismas was taken up. So I did, again, one of my very favorite saints, I regret not mentioning him on that episode on favorite saints. Yeah. We need to do a full treatment. I think yes. on, on more saints. Absolutely. Yeah. We're getting some good mm-hmm. ideas here. All right. Thanks, Joseph yeah, yeah. Ignatius. Let's see our next video here. Uh, Chris and Lizzie love them. Oh my God. We are Chris and Lizzie Weiss. Congratulations on your 100th episode. Yeah, we've been loyal fans from the beginning and have become patrons. Some of our favorite episodes include The Science of Crucifixion, The Divine Mercy, and The Inquisition slash Crusades. And the terrible songs that should be struck from the hymnal. (laughs) We started dating right before episode one, got engaged around episode 45, and got married on Ryan Shield's birthday weekend. And I promise we only use one terrible hymn for an actual mass. So we've really enjoyed your podcast as part of our date night routine, which is why we're proud to announce. We're pregnant. Since you guys have been such a stronghold in our relationship, we thought we'd share it here first. We do have a question. (laughs) What things do Catholic parents need to start doing again? Mm. (laughs) Oh, wow. Pastors. That's amazing, huh? Oh, man. Oh, Chris and Lizzie are awesome. They they actually, they invited me to their wedding because they're they're in Ohio. And I couldn't go. It was the weekend I turned 40 this year in first week of June. And it was the same weekend. And I couldn't go because my family had stuff planned for me. But, uh, I, you know, I sent them a video and let them know how grateful I was and still am. But, um, you know, you ask what are things that Catholic parents can do. And I... You guys were recently married, and now we're a few months later, and you are doing, I think, the best thing yeah. that Catholic parents can do is actually becoming Catholic parents, being fruitful. That's, <laughs> in my mind, look, 
there's a lot of things you could be as a Catholic parent, but being a Catholic parent is the starting point. You know, that's where all the other things flow from. So congratulations on that. Um, but being fruitful and, and having that joy and having that idea of that being a Catholic parent, not just being a parent, not having kids and regretting it that they limit your freedom, but viewing yourself in your totality as a Catholic parent, just having that mindset is the most important thing a Catholic parent can do is recognizing they are a Catholic parent. I know, uh, now you guys probably, Delacrosse, you know, you and I both have kids and Father Rich, you counsel so many people. What are some other advice that you have? I would definitely cede to Delacrosse and hear what he has to say first, because I really, <laughs> I, I, I think both of you live out your Catholic faith as, as fathers and you live out your Catholic faith knowing both of your wives and, and knowing yeah. how your witness have, has really affected your children. You know, I think you yeah. have a lot of valuable insights in how you live the day to day. Um, yeah. So I'm really, I'm really curious to hear more. Yeah, I think you know, God, God draws us together. Um, he not only he draws us together before we get married. He, he comes into our life sacramentally through mm -hmm. this union, and he pours out this love through this channel between the two of you. He pours out this love in, into your family. And it spills over into other people. You know, how many times has people come up to me and they say, oh, man, you have such a beautiful family. And wow, you know, I just, I just love your family. Well, th they're saying they love God. I hope so. Mm -hmm. Right? Because what I'm trying to do is offer that resemblance of the Holy Trinity, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, you know, this communion that we have as a family. And it all starts you know, by receiving the sacraments, it all starts with the Eucharist. It all starts with confession. It starts with this joy that you have, which I'm seeing right here. You've got it. You've got there it. You so go. uh, yeah. I, my advice would be just keep being who you are and, and love each other through God's grace and, and consecrate your family to Our Lady. Yes. And you are just going to rock, yeah. rock it. Yeah. And, and yeah. that's what, as, as from the pastoral perspective, from my from my desk in my office, um, as a priest and and one who loves ministering to families in the name of Our Lady of La Leche, just know that I will pray through her intercession. Uh, Our Lady's first shrine in the United States of America is right here in my backyard in St. Augustine, and I will say a prayer for you. Thank you for your invitation to your wedding. I do remember that once. She'll reminded me. Uh, when he just shared his, his invitation, I still remember your your handwriting, your note. I was really touched that you you thought of me to invite me. Um, so I would say to I didn't get one. I forgive you. <laughs> you probably sent one, but he never he never got I probably it. Probably got one. But let me oh, say this: remember, remember, remember that you have authority as a parent to bless your children. A lot of Catholics don't know that, right? And and to use that blessing liberally to bless your children to continue making the sign of the cross on their foreheads after their baptism so obviously i would say oh you're going to be catholic baptize your kids that would kind of be one Whoa. of the first things you know Whoa. but i figured you got Great that advice. like right but <laughs> to, to realize that when you sign the cross on their foreheads and then you're the godparents that you discern and you choose for your children to be raised in the practice of the faith they're going to sign the cross on, on your children's head as well. And to realize that that sign should never leave your ministry as a parent to your children by constantly blessing them. 
and praying for them in that manner, commissioned by God in your vocation to be father and mother. Use that liberally. And I want to echo what, what Ryan Delacroix said. Dedicate your home and your hearts and consecrate yourself to Mary and have a family rosary. Start early, right? Start early. And if the kids fall asleep or whatever it is, just start that rosary, continue to expose them to the regularity of your communal prayer, your spousal prayer that now your children are couched under in a beautiful way because it's coming from the authenticity of your love for one another and your love of God living out the sacrament of matrimony. So we pray for you and we're so excited. Thank you so much for that absolutely beautiful video. One, yeah. one real Plus quick practical- Plus he was Eagle Scout. <laughs> one real oh, nice. quick practical tip here. Um, doing some things that integrate the faith into your life outside of just Sundays. Um, make sure you're celebrating those feast days in the home. Look up the traditional meals, you know, do the things for Martin's Tag on, on November 11th. Do the big feast for St. Joseph's Day. Um, go to the local shrines. You know, make sure that you're living. Love those your Catholic, neighbor. Love those Catholic traditions <laughs> that allow you to live an actual Catholic life in all these different ways besides just on Sundays. You know, really integrate that. Um, you'll be surprised how They'll much of an fine. impact that has on kids okay. going to those shrines and stuff. You know, let me, let yeah, me, let, does. I, can I, it does. it's so true. Lo- love your neighbor. <laughs> um, <laughs> love your neighbor. Dude, you crack me up, Delacross. Let me say this about Shield, man. He, like, I'll talk to him on the phone. I'll be on the phone later. And he's, he's got this like random knowledge of this experience that happened in the history of the church. And then it's like related to food and and culture and history and he raises his children and celebrates that with his wife and his household like that is incredible i don't want to like go further on the show without saying like that's amazing dude like that's absolutely amazing and and he's an excellent cook too so definitely uh you know learn how to cook in the house and get the kids cooking and participate in something like that do you have any books that you would recommend that like is there is there anything out there that you've come across or is it just kind of the rabbit hole of of the internet you know it's really just tradition is the democracy of the dead you know and having all these things that people have done for generations on generations um edifies your family edifies your children it's you know we're continuing these things and the people who have the catholics and who went before before us continue to have a say you know um i'll I'll think of some books but none that come to my mind but just you know the Lives of the Saints by Alvin Butler, and then going and looking up, you know, the traditions around their feast days, um, super important. So, there was a yeah, company you... encouraging us to write to write books, and do you need to write a book on that, Shield? That would be awesome, man. That yeah. would be absolutely awesome with recipes and and uh, traditions and history. Like, I would I would personally love to have have a book like that. Man. And my favorite one is like the Slovenian tradition on Saint Martin's Day. <clears throat> And what happens is, all that is the day that the baby wine is baptized, right? So that is Martin. St. Martin's Day was kind of traditionally the end of the harvest. You know, it kind of almost coincides with a more like a European Thanksgiving. You know, before you know the modern American Thanksgiving, and that was the end of the harvest, and there was a big celebration. And it was also St. Martin's Day was forty days before Christmas. It was like the kind of um, I don't know. It was like the Fat Tuesday of Advent because Advent used to be forty days, right? So that was St. Martin's Day was this big festival. And then uh, the Sweenings, they would, um, you would 
you someone would dress up like the bishop you would kind of baptize the baby wine and then you were able to open it up and enjoy it <laughs> big feast day um you know all the food for saint martin's day and there's traditions like that for like every saint every single day of the year i mean life is awesome and getting to enjoy all these traditions and having meanings you know behind them like looking at the meteor shower that's the tears of of, of St. Lawrence or having the bonfire the night before the feast of St. John the Baptist or you know, there's so many things go and learn those things pass them on to your kids just like people have passed them on to us for generations don't let those things die and let the church yes. live on through those traditions all right amen now guys we are we need to move a little bit quicker because otherwise we're going to be here for like four hours so let's go to the next one yeah, it's been a keep... long day for me yeah, you've been you had a long day, so let's try to move through. Jeff, no, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Perez. Good day to the Catholic Talk Show. My name is Staff Sergeant Jeffrey Maximiliano Perez, Campbell North Carolina. Here's my question for Father Rich. I'm currently on quarantine for the COVID being tested. Test results haven't come back yet, but I like to go to the daily mass. And since I'm watching the masses on YouTube, I'm kind of confused on the protocol. So sitting standing kneeling uh responses when you're participating in the mass through a live stream what can you get away with and what can't you get away with because when he raises up the host in the communion on the television screen our lord can transcend all things so is he is he actually there on the television screen is is that a possibility or is it just a picture on the television screen um, please let me know what you think. Outstanding, my brother. And let me, let me respond right away with the first thing that came to my mind. It was a devotion that I prayed with for a while. It was a shepherd saint, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head. But wherever he would go in the direction shepherding his sheep, he would always kneel in adoration in the direction of the church. And sometimes he would be miles away. And he would have these privileged visions of the Blessed Sacrament being presented to him by the angels and an incredible, incredible witness to the power of prayer and the sincerity of heart. So recommendations for you, my brother, participate as devoutly as you possibly can in your home, given the situations that you're currently in. So place your setting you know, and, 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 and develop your setting and make it a sanctuary, light candles, put on chant, read the scriptures before the liturgy begins, dig deep, kneel, stand, participate, really enter into worship. And you're absolutely right. Christ can use all means and methods to transmit grace, you know, to have the disposition of receptivity and thirst for his love you know, in your spiritual communion that you pray and you participate in the responses at Mass, it may feel awkward at first, but enter more deeply into them spiritually. And when you are kneeling, realize that you are kneeling in the direction of your church, of the reception of Eucharist, and allow that to dig into your deepest part of your spirit and realize that saints have gone before you that have been separated from the church, but because of their devotion, they encountered Christ along the way by a miraculous touch of grace. And they shared the beautiful insights of the way in which we can walk despite the challenges we face. So stay strong, my brother. We're praying for you. And I pray that you get good results 
and that you, you get back to work because we need you, my brother, and thank you for your service. Yeah, thank you to the Marines, uh, Camp Lejeune. Uh, yeah, we're hoping that all your tests come through very well. And I would just say that when you are seeing the elevation on the screen, you know, the, the pixels on the screen are not the true particles. They're not the transubstantiation. But what you are seeing is our Lord and our God. And you're seeing that that is him. Now, you know, it's not the Aristotelian accidentals of the host that you're seeing that are physically there in front of you, but you are still seeing your God presented to you. So, you know, treat it as such, I think, would be the, the advice there. Uh, I have nothing to add. You guys did good. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> All right, let's go to the next one. I do thank him for his, I do thank him for his service. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Jason Villafania. Happy 100th episode of the Catholic Talk Show. I'm Jason from the Philippine Islands, and I'm a secular Augustinian recollect. Oh. I am not new to the faith, but I would like to say that I keep on learning a lot of new things uh, from watching the Catholic Talk Show. Like St. Augustine, I remember when he said, it's beauty so ancient, yet so new. And you always make... A way to show this ancient beauty so relevant to modern mm -hmm. lives. I remember that uh, episode about those badass Catholic saints and I really really loved it. <laughs> I also uh, remember that uh, show about the worst popes of them all. I love the fact that you guys don't shy away with uh, those controversial topics. And yeah, if we're going to talk about the worst members of our family, why not talk uh, in, a, in a Catholic setting, in a Catholic talk show setting? But uh, what oh, I love the most about the Catholic talk show is that people don't always need to agree with each other. Uh, especially in that uh, episode about the Novus Ordo uh, versus the Misa Tridentina, uh, it was quite obvious who was uh, in Team Novus Ordo and Team uh, Tridentine Mass. And but yeah, it was an open and fun conversation. I never felt uh, that one was uh, attacking the other. But in fact, I think. Uh, what I felt that day was people are encouraging uh, the other to, uh, to appreciate the other uh, camp as well. As a Filipino Catholic, we're quite excited for 2021 because uh, in March, uh, we will celebrate the 500th year of arrival of Christianity in our islands. So uh, we are preparing a lot. And while I understand that uh, the um, situation or the experiences that you're talking about are those of a North American Catholic, I still feel quite a member of, uh, of that community, even if we're separated by a vast expanse of ocean. So uh, again, thank you. And I hope in the future, you might, need, you might be able to feature uh, crazy stuff from uh, Filipino Catholics or Catholics from other countries outside of North America. Thank you again and more power. Thank you, Jason.
You know, uh, 500 years of Christianity in the Philippines is awesome. And, and the Philippines are such a blessing to the church. Um, I, I don't know where we'd be without them spiritually. They bring so much to the church. And I'm actually right now learning, I've, I've been reading about the, the post-Spanish American War period where the United States took over the Philippines and were actually a possession of the United States. And one of the things that kind of pushed the United States popular consensus to uh, send imperial forces over there, you know, the American imperialism was an idea that among the Protestants of the late uh, 19th century was we need to bring Christianity to the Philippines, which is such a ridiculous concept that Christianity needs to be brought to Filipinos who have had the faith for 500 years, probably longer than these Protestant faiths had even existed. You know, and they're saying we need to bring Christianity to the Philippines. So uh, something interesting I brought up, but yeah, the Philippines are awesome. Jazel, thanks so much for watching. Uh, yeah. yeah, really, really Very appreciate thoughtful. it. Very thoughtful person who I think really kind of understands our friendship and our charity, you know, that we have when we talk about the faith. Yep. By the way, this is Benny's godfather. His name is Lee Buck. And, uh, and he was at Benny's uh, first Holy Communion. This is, we're celebrating his first Holy Communion. So. Hey, Lee. He just, yep. And big congratulations to Vinny Bubats. We're so proud of him receiving his first Holy Communion and how devoted he was. Got some pictures. And uh, God bless you guys for celebrating. We celebrate with you. Yes. And Jesus, I've got I've got to say too, my brother, like I grew up with the Filipino Catholics of Florida and we had a huge community in Palm Coast. And, you know, growing up from the time I was maybe like nine, 10 years old, all the way through my adolescence into my teenage years, I spent so many time, so many times with them praying the rosary, going up to the church, playing basketball, going into, you know, very devoted circles of parents and great examples of the Catholic faith. So a lot of love out to the Philippines. I've, I participated, I'm a board member of the Joy Care Giving Foundation, uh, which serves a lot of uh, needs educationally um, in the Philippines, do great work. And uh, I hope, God willing, I've been meaning to get out there to the Philippines and, and to visit. Hopefully I'll be able to do that uh, at some point in the near future. But thank you so much for your contribution, your support. And when you get a chance, come to the Diocese of St. Augustine in Florida. And it's a beautiful place, Mission Nombre de Dios. And I know you got a big warm spot in your heart for St. Augustine, as I do as well. And All right. All right, let's go to the next one. Guys, the uh, Catholic talk show has really opened my eyes on the richness and the history and just the overwhelming greatness uh, that the Catholic Church has to offer. And for someone who's new coming in to the Catholic Church, uh, the talk show has just been great. Explaining the history, understanding some of these really difficult to understand concepts. Um, and it's just been fantastic. So keep doing what you guys are doing. We appreciate it. Oh, nice guy, man. He's, he's a parishioner of mine. Oh, really? Is he? Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's coming in through RCIA with his wife and, and just a wonderful, wonderful family and kids. And, you know, he started coming over to the church because his kids are at the at the early learning center. And, you know, the kids are learning the Hail Mary and all these different prayers. And 
you know, he found us online and, and came to masses out, outside in the field. And, you know, we've been developing a really cool friendship. So I'm very happy to walk this journey with you. I spend a lot of time with the RCIA and, and I'm very, very stoked about this upcoming year. And thank you so much for the support of the show. It means a great deal. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. All right. All right. Thank you again. Let's go to the next video here. Congratulations, Catholic Talk Show, on your 100th episode. I'm not sure how I found your channel. I'm not sure what the topic was, but here were a bunch of jovial guys. They were uh, loving God. They were loving the Catholic faith. They were bringing clarity about the Catholic faith to their audience. They were joking. They were laughing. And wait, did I hear one of them was kicked out of the seminary? <laughs> yes. So they're not perfect. <laughs> I'm not perfect. I identify with these guys. I want to know more about my Catholic faith. And uh, that's what hooked me. That's outstanding. Two of my favorite episodes um, that come to mind are 15 things that need to stop <laughs> happening during mass. Thanks to COVID, my least favorite thing during mass of Holding hands during the Our Father would <laughs> be a thing of the past. I hope so. The <laughs> second episode that comes to mind um, as, as one of my favorites is how to fight the devil with spiritual warfare. Uh, this episode was about Dan Burke's book, oh, Spiritual Warfare and the Discernment of Spirits. The reason that this episode is so important to me uh, is because I, I had two major takeaways from it. The first was I began to say the rosary every day. Wow. And the second one was that I decided that I wanted to marry my partner, my boyfriend. Mm. We both were both old, um, both previously married. We both had decided that we would be committed to each other for the rest of our lifetime and that marriage wasn't that important to us. But after reading this book, my eyes were open to the sacredness of marriage and I mm. wanted that sacred union with the man I love. Yes. So shortly after reading the book, we paddled out into the middle of a lake. We were paddle boarding and sat down on the board, cracked open a couple of beers. And um, I, I opened up my heart to Avery, my boyfriend. And I said, I, I want to be married to you. And he said, okay. <laughs> so um, perhaps in future episodes, you guys can help clarify some things that I've been curious about, or maybe not even clarify, just to answer my, my curiosity. Uh, one of them is the petitions during mass. Who says those? I, not who says them, who, who creates them? Who comes up with those? I went to Catholic grade school, Catholic high school, but during grade school, we had mass every Friday. It was the children's mass. And sometimes my class would be tasked with writing the petitions under the guidance and leadership of our, our teacher, the, um, the nun that we had in class. But I don't know who does that typically for regular mass. I, I'm just wondering if a certain person is tasked with it. Does the priest write them? So would love to know. Parish secretary. Secondly, why during mass is there sometimes this long litany of saints mentioned somewhere towards the end? Uh, I, I don't understand why those particular saints are mentioned. How, how is that decided? So I'd like to understand that more. And thirdly, what's the difference between the, the two creeds and when are they said? Um, for example, uh, he, he descended into hell versus he ascended into heaven. 
Um, so if you could shed some light on that too, I would love to learn that and understand it. I always get surprised if one pops up that I'm not accustomed to saying. So uh, that would be very helpful anyway. Thank you for your show. You entertain me. You help me to learn more about Catholicism, which brings me closer to God. Many, many blessings to you and your fiance. God bless you guys along the path of formation. And I will pray through my patrons, uh, St. Valentine and, and uh, St. Nicholas and Our Lady of La Leche and St. Rita and many of the other saints that, that God blesses your time of formation and preparation for marriage. I hope that you get a really good priest that can guide you through uh, your prep. And I think initially, especially with the petitions, right? So the petitions a lot of times are, are written by people on staff or um, maybe one of the deacons is tasked by, by the pastor to, to write those. Um, we definitely need a reform, in my opinion, in, in relationship to how we address the petitions. Uh, we do have a service that we, we look to uh, through St. Louis, St. Louis University to give us some guidance, and we actually take care of it here in office. Um, but something that I've mentioned to, to my staff as well as to my deacons is, you know, we really don't need a lot of words. Right? We, we don't need a lot of words. We just need to call to mind what we're praying for. So let's pray for the Pope. Let's pray for the bishop. Let's pray for, you know what I mean? Like if you keep it, if you keep it simple and short and then hearts can gather around this intention and let's just lift up this, let's lift up, you know, who's sick in our, in our parish, Loretta, Loretta Rose. I was just with her earlier today. She's dying, you know, and, and let's pray for Loretta, right? That moves the heart and that makes it very, you know, sometimes we kind of get lost with all these fancy, fancy words and stuff like that. But it's really left to the administration of the church. There is a guideline. There is actually a book uh, that accompanies as a supplement to the ritual um, that kind of guides uh, some of the petitions. In the Missal itself, which is the big book that the priest uses at the altar, there are recommendations in the back of the book, um, which are straightforward, quote unquote, universal prayer, which is your petitions. Um, so that's kind of how I would initially respond to, to some of your questions. Awesome. And then liturgically, any you, you know, on, on why sometimes there's a longer litany of the saints. Um, well, certainly it's going to be on certain feast days or celebrations that you, they will use the, the longer litany that's bringing, you know, St. Cosmas and Damien and St. Agnes and Santa Eustino or Pronovis, the whole, you know, um, you know, on specifically on All Saints Day, you're going to hear that very long, beautiful litany. And one of my favorite chants, I think maybe ever, and I have a recording of it, is the litany of the saints from the funeral of Pope St. John Paul II. You can find it on YouTube. Go listen to that. It's one of the most beautiful things you'll ever hear. It's all the chanting of uh, in Latin, in the Vatican, at the funeral of John Paul II. That's a really great one. So, uh, Father, any... Uh, any insight on why sometimes there'll be a longer litany? Is that just a preference of, of the choice of the rubrics? Yeah, it's, it's really the, the recommendations of the litany that, that's within the context of the liturgy itself. So it's, if it's the Easter Vigil, if it's Easter Sunday. Um, but then there are options to add uh, different, different priests or even, um, you know, you have the option of not announcing a number of them as well, if it needs to be abbreviated. So there's pastoral decisions that you can make. Um, when I was ordained a priest, 
Uh, I submitted a number of my patrons and, and the people that I'm very, very close to, um, you know, because of based on, based on devotion. Um, so in the baptismal rite, they have the core elements of the litany, which is, um, you know, your St. John the Baptist, because you, you think about St. John the Baptist and, and baptizing Jesus in the Jordan. Um, then it goes to St. Joseph, the patron of the Universal Church and the Terror of Demons. Um, you go through, you know, St. Peter, St. Paul. It's a very small, small grouping. Our Lady is obviously the, one of the most prominent. Um, but then you can add. So if you have like a saint, if, if you're baptizing a child named Patrick, you would include St. Patrick. If Patrick's middle name is, um, you know, Thaddeus, you would say St. Thaddeus. So you would, you would include those saints. And then if there are specific saints that you want your children to, uh, to have in their baptismal right, you would just tell that to the, to the pastor, to the priest uh, or the deacon to include that in the litany. And that's, that's completely fine too. Ryan, why don't you tell them about the draft that we did, the show that we did with the draft. It's kind of like that. You can kind of draft your own saints and put them in <laughs> hey, your right. litany. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, Padre, I'm going to submit one. that's going to have St. Nestor of Megiddo and St. Homobonus and St. Boniface and, <laughs> All these really <laughs> obscure saints. Saint Cunegunda. Yeah. Saint. That is oh Homobonus. It's Latin for the good man. He's, he's, I, hey, he's, listen. he's actually I'm Saint Homobonus is one of the patron saints of business people. <laughs> and he is, it's true. Look it up. He's all about the business. Hey, this guy's business. all about the business. Hey, Ryan Chill, give us the business, huh? <laughs> hey, I'm saying home a bonus here, and I'm about the business, and brother, the business is good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, that no. is awesome. All right. Thanks so much for that video. Right, let's go to the next one here. Oh, gosh. Hey, guys. Congrats on your 100th episode. I have to say, I haven't been through them all. I just <laughs> recently found you, but I love your content, and I'm going back trying to catch up on older episodes. Um, I'm not one to mean comments on social media or doing this video either. Um, so if you don't use it, great, because I'm like it. <laughs> but it was important for me to reach out to you and, and let you know how grateful I am personally. And I know a lot of people other than me are as well for the job that you're doing that fire, that love that you're spreading, um, it's contagious. And I personally wait every, I watch you on Tuesdays um, for your episodes on for Monday, but I wait, I, I look forward to see what new episode comes out with and what new can I learn um, from my religion. I am a different person um, now than I was months ago. And I have to say you, all three of you have been in my journey, even if you didn't know it. Um, and I wanna thank you for that. Um, I created a prayer card with Father Pagano's words from my favorite episode so far, just episode 34, what would um, Jesus Christ look like? Um, that's been 
a game changer for me. Um, so thank you for everything that you do. Um, know that you are prayed for, nor that you are needed. And I hope that you continue to be blessed to reach more and more of us that really need that spark of the Holy Spirit to be reignited. And Ryan, Ryan, and Father Pagano, congratulations and many more episodes. Uh, I can't leave before doing an inquisition. And I'm sorry, uh, Father Pagano, I, I just couldn't think of anything else. But there was an episode about do dogs go to heaven? And there were different opinions there. Ryan shows um, wrong one. I wonder, would divorced Catholics who have not annulled their marriage, do they go to heaven? Sorry, I'm sorry. I know it's kind of, but I couldn't think of anything else. So anyway, congrats and cheers. Keep doing what you're doing. You're doing a great job. Thank you. I love that. Uh, oh, God my bless. goodness. What an awesome coffee mug. Thank but you so much, Carla. Yeah, that was great. Your words, man. Oh, my goodness. As you were speaking, my heart was just so moved with the Holy Spirit. And we feel your prayers. I feel your prayers so, so sincerely. And thank you for them. Really, yeah. my, my heart, my heart was deeply, deeply touched. Um, I thought you were going to start crying. I was pretty I was, sure you were going to start really, crying. Man, it was so moving. I, I mean, that was the deepest I, I movement. Put it here, just I know, it was so powerful. Um, to your Inquisition question, I'm a, I'm a student and a disciple of the Secretary of Mercy. You know, St. Faustina Kowalska um, is one of my dearest, dearest saints. And now I am getting choked up. Ay, ay, ay. All right. Uh, yeah. Well, I will mention, we did a whole episode Oh, wait, wait, Father, what did you just wipe your face with? A uh, handkerchief. That? What kind of handkerchief, patron hey, saint of hankies? <laughs> if you could take a close look at it, Father Rich Pagano, God bless you. <laughs> it's a unicorn. unicorn. <laughs> I want to I give a big shout out to the Gunn family. Bianca and her husband and her three children sent me these, these uh, handkerchiefs with unicorns to commemorate my unicorn on my chalice <laughs> and uh, how you guys made me the patron of uh, handkerchiefs. So, so I, I love these things. I absolutely, absolutely love these handkerchiefs. Um, and they do come in good. Oh, look at that. What is that? That's the oh, unicorn. It's on your chalice. That's the hunt of the unicorn. Oh my gosh. This is like my favorite religious artwork right here. Oh, that's awesome, man! Um, yeah, it's his office. To your to your Inquisition question, more specifically, um, you know, we can't we can't judge in human terms what is due by God's justice, but God's justice is also accompanied by the mercy of Jesus Christ. So Jesus is merciful Savior, and will come back to judge the living and the dead. How He does that, and how He mercifully pulls back the sinner is his right and saint faustina goes into many many detailed accounts of how jesus breaks through to the hearts of sinners even those most hardened so to realize that there is nothing more powerful in the world operative 
and nothing more un, more unfathomable than the immense power and the mercy and the ocean of God's mercy as it relates to our sinfulness and whether we'll go to hell or to go to heaven. Um, that is his right. Um, but when it comes to annulment, yes, it's important to go through the process of healing and reconciliation. It is absolutely paramount for an educated Catholic to realize the power of the sacraments and to abide within them. When you are knowledgeable of the fact that you must go through annulment or go to confession or to receive Eucharist weekly or to abide, that, that, is, that is very important and you will be held liable for that. So it's important to realize that you have responsibilities before God to pursue things. And annulments can seem like such a daunting task and, and a challenging one. But really, it ought to be a path of healing, of reconciliation, and of counsel to be able to have a priest that you walk with that will listen to your inner turmoil and hurt and pain from, from such a disappointed relationship. So ultimately, to come to that point of healing, to come to that point of forgiveness, to then open your soul to God's will and where God is leading you, it can only free you up all the more. And freedom secures salvation because freedom is given by Christ. So if you're out there and you're still awaiting an annulment or you're on the fence about it, don't hesitate. There's only good things that can come from it. And it's better to pursue it than to hold the weight of something by yourself. Mm -hmm. God has established the church. He's established the process of annulment to be able to help you along the way. So pursue that wholeheartedly and know of our prayers for anybody out in our community that is suffering with that. All right, so we got we got one more. Um, and Father, I think you recognize this name, right? That's Gracie. She's uh, she's an artist here. Just recently graduated high school, and is such an anointed gift uh, in music and ministry. She helps out with our youth group as well. A tremendous witness. And she's on all the videos that on, on the uh, on the live stream mass that you do. She's the one who yeah. provides the music, right? That's yes, very, yes. very, very. And she's talented. currently writing. She's currently writing uh, music to the poems of St. Faustina currently with her diary and, uh, and praying with her first class relic, St. Faustina's first class relic from the parish. Excellent. Yeah. yeah, very, very talented. All right, let's see what Gracie has to say. Well, I had a question for Ryan Shield. Because <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, you guys in an episode were talking about music at Mass and how you weren't really a fan of guitars during the liturgy. Oh. Which is understandable. I mean, but you never said anything about an electric violin. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's outstanding. Father Rich is definitely going to be on my side with this one. You got it, darling. <laughs> Better be. Absolutely. Uh, she just dunked on me about guitars and mass. No, Gracie. Totally dunked on you. <laughs> really, you are really excellent music. And like all things, right, there's exceptions to just about everything <laughs> in, in everything. And can the guitar be used tastefully in, in mass? Absolutely. I love guitar more than anything. I own a 
don't even know how many guitars I own, hundred maybe. It's house like, it's, is full. House is full of them, right? Um, but typically, just in mass, they're not used properly. But can they be? Absolutely. One of the most beautiful sacred things of music I ever saw was a classical guitarist playing the Ave Maria in the um, the Cathedral of Salt Lake City. One of the greatest things I ever was a guitar. But when you, it's not so much, I think, the guitar itself as an instrumentation. It's really the kind of music that's expressed through the guitar. And typically, a guitar is, is that you can get somebody, you can, there's so many people play guitar, you can just get anyone in there to start playing it, and then you have the king of glory, yeah. right? But use it, you know, I, <laughs> but I've, I've seen the way that you play at the live streams. I think it's very tastefully done. It's not distracting from the mass. So can guitar be used in the mass? Absolutely, 100%. But as long as you can avoid the temptation to start sounding like the mamas and papas, then then we're good, right? And the electric violin, awesome. You know, there's certainly mass settings by Palestrina or whomever that uses the violin. So certainly I think that would fit inside the mass too. But I think the electric right. violin and the acoustics that could be available in a church, there's other settings that you have to look at too as well. <laughs> well Dude, of course I'm just, yeah i'm just reveling i'm just reveling in this beautiful experience of gracie molzer dunking on yeah ryan shield i i just i i can't get enough of that i kind of you know i know when this will be produced i'll watch that part over and over again because yeah. that was just a classic uh yeah. classic tomahawk yeah. dunk. Did it with such a beautiful smile oh yeah and like how yeah <laughs> Well, I'll, I'll cry into my scotch and right onto my Les Pauls. It'll be all right. All right that was awesome. You know, guys, uh, you know, there, like I said, there were so many more people who submitted videos. Uh, couldn't get to all of them. You know, some of them came in late. You know, we really want to thank you for everyone who submitted those videos. Um, everyone who's watched up until this point, you know, supported us through 100 episodes now. You know, it's almost two years of our work yeah. together it means a lot to us and really we don't do it for ourselves i mean we were doing this for years on our so on our own just hanging out and talking but we did it because we wanted to be able to share our conversation our fraternity our love for the faith with all of you out there um so you know a, a particular thanks to our patreon uh family uh you know you make all this happen this is this is your show you have stake you have ownership in this show uh and we could not and, thank you and, enough and and Ryan, I would also say that we've got some things planned for our patrons coming up next month yep. and to show our appreciation even more. Uh, we've talked about it and we're really excited about it. So yeah. Why don't you give a little preview? Review. So Ryan, you're going to be doing some kind of guided prayer things, right? Uh, yeah. Like I mean, we haven't really landed now, but we're working through the technology right now to see what kind of posts we can actually do. Mm -hmm. And so we could use YouTube Live, some other things. But, yeah, prayer and reflection, definitely for one. Uh, maybe other other posts, too, as well. So uh, we're, we're still working through some of the final details on that. But in, in a show of appreciation, because we've had this discussion so many times, it's like we need to do something for these guys, like give them some content that or, or some prayer and just bring them in and just say, hey, look, we really appreciate you. You know, yeah, and, and I'm going to commit to doing a couple, you know, a weekly thing where, you know, we have a cool topic, but you can't maybe do 45 minutes on it, right? Uh, but maybe a smaller topic that we could do 10 minutes on where I'll just do that and put that in there. So if you're a patron, you'll be able to see, you know, my short videos on history or very 
uh, interesting, yeah. obscure topics. You'll be able to pray along with Ryan through a live setting. Uh, so those are all going to be in Patreon. Um, Father Rick on the spot. He's a parish priest. So well, he's praying for you. He's praying for you every day. I know um, asking him to do more. I mean, this poor man is being worked to the bone. Uh, <laughs> yes, I mean, he, he he's what time you got up today, Padre? You've been up since uh, probably six thirty. Six thirty, yeah. You know, and, and then you had eleven o'clock at night. <laughs> yeah, you've had a long day. Would you have three masses, beautiful. two baptisms, a uh, three baptisms, three an baptisms, an anointing, visit. and then we had a big youth ministry kickoff for the year, and it's been an awesome, awesome day. I, I'm I, so. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful for you guys. I'm grateful for our followers. I'm grateful for our Patreons, the supporters of the show. We can't do it without your financial support. So thank you so much. I really, 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 really want to say a lot of love out to the Gunn family who made these and sent them to, to, uh, to me. And all the support that we get, the encouragement from, from people yeah. that send us messages and emails. It means a lot because we do. We get hit with negative stuff too. And, and our prayer centers us. We're doing this. We're trying our very best to, to share the love of the faith and share our conversation. And we want to thank you so much for encouraging us to do that. And we look forward to many more episodes with you and developing our community online. Thank you again to everybody who shared videos. They really, they really moved us, and, and we're so grateful to do this. So it's really a lot of fun. And I'm going to try to figure out something. We have the studio here. If I can get some support, if I can do something on Patreon, I will, and, and I'll try to be creative with that. Um, and then last but certainly not least, uh, Kyle has been such a huge help in producing our show and helping us out and coming up with new technology to make our remote shows that much better. And to his wife and to who she also has to deal with our, deal with our, our uh, outtakes. Yeah. Our outtakes all the time. God bless her and the kids. I love you guys. And I look forward to seeing, we gotta mention, we gotta to mention, you guys again. We got to mention Howard. Howard. Howard, when we're in the studio, Howard has been instrumental. I mean, he created our, our logo and our branding and he you know, set up the cameras and tells us to be quiet and you know he really keeps us in line so you know howard trant can't thank you enough got to mention uh jordan and joanna they do so much to support the show uh so many people have been help have helped us uh I, we i think we also got to mention cast media they helped us really michael get, get off yeah michael all these people who helped us get out of the gates yeah. with all this stuff you know we were able to thank you for that um, and Father, you know, to end this, why don't you give a little, uh, a little blessing and a prayer? Uh, thank you, you know, thank God for our audience and our time together. Father, we praise you and we honor you and we thank you for the gift of life and the gift of our Catholic faith that unites us in heart and truth. We ask that you continue to bless our community, our audience members, and the people who are truly striving to fulfill the will that you entrust to us. We learned that St. Faustina explained God's will as love and mercy itself. Continue to help us to be agents of love and mercy in the world and help us to continue to grow in our understanding, our knowledge and wisdom, and all the sevenfold gifts of the Spirit that you provide to us through Christ our Lord. Amen. And may Almighty God bless each of you and keep you and your families safe and secure along the way. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let's get going on those next 100 
episodes. And right, we'll boys, get that audience in a live session, man. That will be a lot of fun. God bless you, and we'll see you next week.